what is up what is up everybody uh, maybe i should start with some sort of like a tag you know the, hello you know, you know just uh, so it's on repeat you know you start an episode off with some sort of a you know a catchy phrase or something like that like you know are you ready to get in the cage yeah, whatever i'll start off today with this a little apology because uh, I know there are a lot of you, based on the Spotify wrapped uh, pictures and stuff that I got, that listen, you know, basically immediately, um, you know, listen in that first hour that I drop my Monday, Wednesdays, uh, Fridays, my episodes a couple times a week. Um, and, you know, if you tuned in late Wednesday night or even very early uh, Thursday morning on your morning commute, you didn't see a new episode uh, Wednesday night, and uh, that's not good. I, you know, I try to stay on those, uh, you know, that routine so that you guys can have a routine. You guys know that the, you know the content's going to be there, and um, you know, holiday season, and uh, you know, I do work. I know you find that hard to believe because I'm pumping out all this content. You know, throwing out, you know, three episodes plus my news every week. So how the heck is he doing a nine to five? But I mean, I, I, I traditionally do this uh you know at night um sometimes late when you know the kids are asleep and uh, i'm not interrupting you know the family sometimes i'll do it you know when i get home from work um and the kids have scattered you know throughout the house and they're you know they're doing Fortnite or whatever it is that they're they're playing today um but yeah last night I got home a little late it's holiday season like i said and and you know work extended into a uh you know, a work holiday party last night, you know, tis the season for that. Um, so it was out a little bit last night in the, in the city and, uh, you know, I got home a little late to, you know, to record an episode. I don't know who would have heard it. So I decided I'll just wake up early the next morning and, you know, get the, get the family day started. And before I head to work, I'll, uh, I'll jump on and record an episode and you guys get the benefit of that. It's, I'm always looking out for you because, um, you know, the hobby is a, is a great thing. It's always giving like hobby gifts, right? It's always giving you presents. It also, you know, it's it's a humbling uh, space in and that's it. The morning starting. So, you know, even though it's, uh, you know, almost two hours before my workday starts, boom, the emails are coming in and you guys will hear them. Um, anyway, so the hobby's fun. It's humbling. It's, it, you know, it. It is constantly giving you reminders of, you know, checking yourself. And that comes in many forms, right? Like, you know, people who think they know a lot, you know, people have called me arrogant. Check check the Apple, uh, you know, <laughs> check the Apple reviews. <laughs> you know, people have uh, called me the Bill Gates of the hobby, elite, you name it. It's just one of those things, right? And, and you know, every once in a while, you got to take a step back and think, all right, you know, where's that coming from? And, um, you know, what's the story? In the hobby, just like in life, I, I uh, work as a lawyer. I use certain like acronyms and stuff like that. And you know, if I'm speaking to somebody who hasn't been in my field for the last 25 years and I use an acronym or I kind of gloss over a term that's a term of art, you know, sometimes they get kind of like one of these. Like, and I'm like, oh, you know what? Let's take a step back. Let me tell you what that means. Let me tell you what those letters stand for. Let me tell you what that phrase I just used means in our space because you haven't been here for, you know, for that long and you just haven't seen that in action. You don't know what that means. 
and not in a condescending way or anything like that, but more in a, you know, almost educational in a, you know, um, go ahead and ask questions kind of way. And part of the content that we put out here, part of the content that, you know, it's not just me, everybody who does this hobby content does educational stuff also. You know, we get kind of caught up in Buzz's fingernails and Jeff Wilson's, you know, holiday party extravaganza and whatnot that the most important person in the hobby did not get invited to. I mean, but you get caught up in all the hobby drama and, uh, you know, you forget about what it's based on sometimes. It's based on the cardboard and it's based on, you know, the people collecting that cardboard. And more importantly, we, you know, we like to throw around, oh, Fanatics is going to 10x the hobby, 10x the hobby. All right, well, to 10x the hobby, you got to have 10 times the people wanting to get in the hobby. And that means that at, at some point in time, Let's say the hobby is 10x in the next two years. Just hypothetically, I'm throwing it out there. Well, that means in two years, 90% of the hobby will be new people. That's how something 10x is. We got oh, let's just say there's a hundred thousand people in the hobby right now, and they bring it to a million in two years. Well, that means nine hundred thousand of the people in the hobby, 90% of the hobby will be newbies, will be people who are only in for two years, not not 20 years, not people who've been doing this, not lifers. So when that happens, we, the people who have been here, we have a little bit of a job. We have to keep our inboxes open. We have to keep our content, um, you know, mindful of that. And why I say you get the benefit of me recording this early, because early this morning, I got a DM from someone. And I'm happy to get the DM, and I'm not going to put them on blast. I'm not going to. I'm going to read it. You know, you can tell I'm reading it. And it was, a, it's a great question. It is a great question. But what's better than the question is that the person asked it. Go back to school. Go back to you know when you were a young kid, and someone would say, "Yeah, there's no stupid questions." You'd be sitting in the back of the room saying, "Yeah, but I would feel stupid if I asked this question. Like, I don't want to be the only person in class that asked this question." And people would be like, "What's wrong with that?" guy back there how does he not know that or wow did she really ask that question ask the question if you have the question you know what that means that means other people have the question and if other people have the question you asking it is doing a service this way other people can learn about it and i'm gonna read the question and i'm gonna tell you what my answer was i'm gonna kind of spell it out because if one person is asking me this question i will bet you there are other people out there who are asking the question and one of the fun things about hobby content is Hobby content, people could say, is not the most evergreen content out there, right? It's just not, right? It's not, you know, because the content that sells is the content about this week's scam, the content about, you know, who screwed who over, who did this in this week's break, who on whatnot hid this card, who has a bounty for this. The bounty gets hit, the card gets pulled, the money gets, you know, paid, and we're on to the next hot thing. We're on to, we're, the news cycle continues. It's it's like the real world, right? Educational stuff, that's evergreen. And I'll venture to say that, you know, this episode, these next couple minutes might be moved over into a separate catalog on my YouTube page, whatever it is, that is a more evergreen type of content. Because the better part about this question being asked is that maybe of the couple thousand of you who are going to listen to this, it was only a handful who need to hear this answer, who don't know the answer to this question. But if we're really 10xing the hobby, if we're really growing this, if we're really looking to bring new people in, a lot of them are going to have this question. And maybe this will be useful. So let's get on to it because otherwise I'm going to spend 20 minutes telling you nothing 
and you're not even going to get to the actual question. But if you looked at the title, if you looked at the title of the episode, you got a little, you know, those titles matter. You got a little, you know, a little head start, a little clue. You don't have to be Sherlock Holmes. Ready for this? Hey, Cage, I got a question for you. What does it mean by buy the card, not the grade? Now, I think this means something. I guess it could be interpreted in other ways as well. I guess it could. I will tell you what I think it means. But I'm going to continue reading. Because obviously it's open to interpretation because here it goes. Does it mean that you should buy low like out of five cards? Question mark. Or buy the card that's part of an important set? And the grade on it doesn't matter. That's a valid interpretation by the card, not the grade. Sort of like uh, Prism Gold 2012s. There's only 10 of them. So the grade itself doesn't really matter. Make sure you're able to get a card. And, you know, there might not be so much of a difference between a PSA 10 of a gold Prism 2012 shack. And a nine, because, you know, you, you're getting into it anyway. It doesn't really matter. The PMGs, right? You know, a PMG green, it doesn't really matter the grade. If one comes up, you better go grab one, even if it's, you know, altered, you know, to get that, you know, Kobe in your collection, you, you know, because you don't never know if you get another opportunity to buy another one. The questions continue. But it, it has my wheel spinning now because... If a question by the card, not the grade, is open to that kind of interpretation, well, let's get going. Let's let's have a conversation about this, and let's let me try to explain what I think it means and why it's valid here and why it's more valid now in the hobby, I think, than ever. They continue. Or does it mean buy a PSA 9 instead of 10 if it's 10X? It's always confused me, and I think what he means there is, you know, if there's value in buying the nines because the 10 has so much of a multiple, you should buy the nine instead of a 10. And that's close, right? And I said, to me, this is basically a way of saying, I appeal before they came out with the terms I appeal. And Mike Baker had a sticker and PWCC had their I appeal designations. I said, here, and I sent this picture. All right. So I'm showing this picture off here. Hopefully you guys on YouTube will see it. And for those who are listening, I sent this picture to this person. That's a Michael Jordan. You can look at it here on YouTube, guys. Pretty well-centered, pretty nice, looking good, right? Nice centered. Not a perfect card. You can see some white on the edges and stuff like that, but a very nice 1986 Fleer Michael Jordan, right? Not not mint, definitely not. But, you know, I, I, I'm i going to hold this up here for a second for you guys on YouTube, but I want to ask, what do you think the grade is on this? You know, you can see there's a little bit of a soft corner on this side, a little bit of white. You can see some of the edges on there not looking so great, right? You, I, I clicked the, the cards up, put it back up there. All right, it's tough to do this, obviously. The top to bottom centering is not perfect, right? But left to right centering is good. It's got some real nice eye appeal on there. Uh, looks like there's, you know, a little bit of chipping on the edge on the side here. If I had to, you know, guess, and this is what's fun about this hobby. This is now a little bit to me more of what the hobby was back before grading. You'd walk around a card show. You'd see a card like this and you'd say, oh, what do you want for that? Well, I got it in the Beckett 
guide, uh, you know, looks excellent mint to me, you know, so I got a, I got it sort of like an excellent mint category, you know, or near mint is what it looks like. I, I look at this card, I think it's like four, maybe a five, you know, a very good, excellent sort of, you know, range. Not getting crazy on it, right? That's, but it's got real nice eye appeal. And it turns out, of course, it does have a PWCC eye appeal designation. So I write, that's not a 10, but nicely centered. What's it worth? Right? I'm sending all these. You can see. You can see. Sending all the stuff. So I would say it's a four, five at first glance. Worth a few grand. Worth five grand. You know, nice card. I said, but I'll take a look. That card is in a new PSA. Can you see that? Good two. It's in a two slab. It's in a two. I said, that card's a two. It's a two and sold for $2,000. I would buy that because I'd be buying the card that looks nicer than the grade on the slab says. To me, that is buy the card, not the grade. A little quick shout out here to Fun Your Cards because that card was posted by them yesterday. I think they bought that card, you know, for somebody. This is a Grail card for someone, and Grail cards can be two thousand dollars. You know, let's let's not you know look down on anybody's collection. I would like that card. As a matter of fact, Fun Your Cards. If you're listening to this, and the person who bought it <clears throat> wants to make a quick couple of percent on that one, I'll probably pay twenty five hundred for it if they pay two grand. So, yeah, reach out to me. Because that is a nice-looking card with great eye appeal. It reminds me of exactly this card. So this is the Wilt. You guys know I, I've shown you this one before, right? So here is a Wilt Chamberlain. No hiding on this because you guys have seen it. This Wilt Chamberlain that I bought, I paid extra. I paid way more than a 1.5 is going to get, right? I probably paid more than a 2 maybe 2 and a half. I don't know. I even paid 3 I paid just over $2,000 for this card. All right. And I bought it a few months ago. So the prices have probably even come down. So, but I bought this card. This card has better centering than the majority of eights that I've seen. Look at the centering on this card. Right. But if you get in hand, and I thought, by the way, that the little dot that was on this card before I bought it was the reason that, um, was the reason that it got the one five. I thought it was a pinhole. It's not a pinhole. There's no hole in this card. It's a little speck on the card. There's a little kind of uh, coloration on the top. And if you get real close to it, you can see that it's got a very soft top corner with some creasing through it that you really have to either magnify or get up close. And to me, I would rather have this card over many sixes that I've seen. Dead serious. This is, I mean, you look at me here on YouTube, dead serious face, right? I'd rather have that over some sixes because some of the sixes are so shifted. And the coloring is off, and the you know there's there's uh, the registration is off, or really bad top to bottom. I love this card. That's my Wilt rookie. Nice and easy. Don't have to buy another Wilt rookie. And to me, if this card were out of the slab in the '90s, sitting at a card show, just like that Michael Jordan, I would look at it and say, this card looks like a four. This card looks like a five. Maybe even you know, I'm probably not a six, but you understand what I'm saying. The technical grade, the you know, the fact that the, the the graders have a grading scale and the technical grade will bump it down a little bit by the card, not the grade. To me, that's what that means. We then continued on in our conversation 
can talk about Pokemon cards and all the other fun stuff. But the individuals seem to get it, saying there are some really nice PSA 5s that look excellent, nicely centered, but they're harshly graded. That's what it means, 100%. So if, I, if you're out there saying, wow, okay, you know, that's helpful, great. I'm glad you tuned in. If you're out there saying, oh, my goodness, I turned this off four minutes ago because I knew what that was, guys, help people out. You know what I mean? Like, re, be thankful that you're in a position where you're like, you know that, right? Like, you already know by the grade, not the, you know, by the card, not the grade. And, 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 you know, and, and be the person that can help out somebody who doesn't. Um, so there, there's fun. There's your educational portion of the day. I don't know if I'll keep, uh, if that's the whole episode, let's talk some fun stuff. What else we got going on? Oh yeah. By doing a early episode today, Instead of late last night, I get to come on here and do a Juan Soto dance. But it's only half done. This is the season of Yamasoto. Let's go Yankees. Let's get Yamamoto now. Pair him up with Garrett Cole. A little outfield of Judge Soto and the Martian. A little Volpe taking a step forward. We got the Cy Young in the ace spot. See, let's round out that pitching. We just gave up a lot of pitching depth. Depth there. I think the, uh, the you know the Padres actually did a good deal, a, a good job with the trade. They 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 basically got a lot of our good young arms. Um, and I like Trent Gresham, by the way. I've I've talked about him on the show before. So seeing that he was added into the trade, I was I was actually pretty happy about that. Um, my Red Sox fan friend, uh, it was actually pretty upset losing Verdugo, especially to us, as we're gonna really, really like him, scrappy player, that kind of stuff. So we'll see, we'll see where he fits in. You know, it's always good to have a player like that for depth. Looks like he's, you know, gonna gonna play also. Um, cool stuff. Um, Mookie Betts, if you're a fantasy player, I mean, he played a lot of second base last year. I read a report that he's gonna be playing second base full time. That's pretty awesome. You know, that's pretty awesome for a guy who was a unanimous second-place MVP, has won the MVP, has won in multiple leagues, has won championships. Guy's really building a heck of a resume. And I love where the game is going with the flexibility, right? Because I think there are probably other players who could have hit and pitched. Heck, I bet you Ichiro, if somebody gave him a chance to, probably could have been a pitcher in the league like um, Otani. Um, check out some videos out there about you know, that you can see him pitching. I've, I've seen him, but well, first of all, he's pitching now. He's pitching at 50 years old against, um, against, you know, Japanese high school teams. Um, but, but there are videos while he was playing uh, just crazy, almost like dude, perfect stuff that he would do, you know, throwing balls, you know, from, from home plate to the outfield into garbage cans, but also pitching. And he would pitch and like hit bats. They'd stand up bats at home plate and he'd be able to hit the bat handles. So he was that accurate and throw with some velocity, but, Bets. Think about adding to a, a Hall of Fame resume to, you know, a guy who's young, who's going to be climbing up the all-time ranks, who hit almost 40 home runs last year, 100-something RBIs. Look at that kid's stats. Um, and, you know, it, what's funny is if there was no Mike Trout, I believe Mookie Betts would be spoken about the way Mike Trout is. He's had that kind of a run. He's had that kind of – and he continues and he stays healthy. And now he's helping his team out by moving from the outfield to, you know, second base – Kid played some shortstop last year. Even um, that's not easy to do. You see, usually it goes the other way. Look at Fernando Tatis as a perfect example. Although you can't really fault him, you know the kid moved from shortstop to outfield, one of the best outfielders in the game, and won the won a Gold Glove. Um, but usually you're moving a player who doesn't have the range, doesn't have the ability, commits a lot of errors in the field to the outfield. This is an outfielder moving 
into the infield and, you know, into a double play, you know, team here, the, the into the second base. So, so that's a cool thing. If you weren't bought in on Moogie Betts cards already, um, that might be a reason, you know, for a, a long-term hold on him. I'm going to start looking at Moogie Betts stuff just because he's always smiling. He's always snarling. He looks kind of cool. I didn't want to buy him when he's on the Red Sox, but you know, he, he may be thought of now as a career Dodger. Who the heck knows? So that's enough for me. Moving away from the Red Sox enough, and I can actually buy some of the cardboard. Um, so that was a fun little thing. Winter meetings, except for the Soto, was 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 not so great. Um, fantasy, I, my update for you guys is I'm the only person who has clinched the playoff spot in the um, Hobby Fantasy League. You know, Marino, Jesse, Craig, Mitch from Bullpen LA, you know, all you other guys in this league, you just – I mean, I have buys this week. I may just like not even play. I'm two games ahead of everybody. I'm like hundreds of points ahead of everybody. I'm sure by saying this out loud, I'm jinxing it and I'm going to get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. But come on, guys. You know, I got three losses and two of them are to, to Vadim. You know what I mean? Ugh. And in the other league, woof, talk about it. I'm second in points in the league. Second in points out of 12 teams. And I need like three teams to lose to get into a tie break to make the playoffs and finish six and eight second in points. And I'm five and eight right now in this league. What a crazy year. I just keep losing by two points, by three points. And I'm going to miss the playoffs by one win. And it's going to be the, the Zay flowers, the run where he, where he broke a touchdown. And instead of taking a knee, he ran in for the touchdown. If he took a knee, I would have won that week. That's fantasy, and I hate it. I love it when I'm winning. I hate it when it costs me. <laughs> so there's some fun hobby stuff, you know, some craziness, you name it. Um, for those folks who are celebrating Hanukkah, I think that starts, you know, today, the day that I'm putting this out there. Happy Hanukkah to you guys. Get your holiday shopping going. Um, there's some really cool products out there from a card perspective, a holiday stuff. Check out those holiday boxes, the holiday mega boxes. I, I, my LCS was charging me 30 bucks for them. I'm going to go buy some more. He has some more on hold for me today. Um, you know, blasters are cheap enough again. You, you know, I mean, my, you know, I do every, every holiday I can give my kids gifts. We celebrate Christmas. I can show you the tree. I mean, you, got, you see kind of the decoration behind me, but I do Hanukkah too. Um, you know, I give the kids presents. So Ian's going to get a holiday box tonight and they'll probably get some gift cards. My daughter will get some fun stuff also. Um, I love reasons to give gifts and cards will make the best gifts. I love that Ian, uh, did his list to Santa and it is filled with cards and, Here's my favorite part, and I'll leave on this, and I'll let you guys get on with your day. He asked for cards, and of course, there's a box of Prism he wants on there, but one of the boxes that he asked for was the Bowman University football box that I opened a couple with him. I don't know if I'm able to find them at the same price, but those were not expensive, and he had fun opening them because they had color in them, they had numbered cards in them, they had autographs in them. And you're getting the, you know, the, the players of tomorrow. He now watched college football with me because of Bowman University. He he we pulled a Bo Nix auto that he sold. Um, you know, he's now watched these these players. He's he's watching Alabama game and getting mad that Kool-Aid McKinstry got injured because we we have an autograph of him. I'm like, it's a defensive player, it's not gonna be worth anything. He's like, I don't care. His name is Kool-Aid, and I got his card, and I'm gonna cheer for him, and he got hurt. But that's a cool thing. That's what he's asking. He's not asking me to go out and buy a National Treasures box. He's asking for this product, a product that didn't exist last year. So a little kind of fun kudos over to the Fanatics team. Um, you know, 
I'm an I'm an equal opportunity, you know, um, you know, distribution of all kinds of, you know, of if you're if you're not doing the right stuff, you're not doing the right stuff. But you know, that there's a win. There's a kid out there who opened the box that didn't cost dad a ton of money and he liked it enough to ask for it from Santa Claus. Um because he's got young players and, you know, you, you didn't have to pay through the nose for it. And I guess he feels like you got value out of it. So fun stuff. And it's not Pokemon, right? I mean, so so you're doing something right. Guys, there's another episode. And, you know, since I'm recording this on Thursday, you'll get me again tomorrow. Woo! Have a good day, guys. Happy holidays to everybody who's celebrating. We'll talk soon.